Hello and welcome to More Than a Tattoos podcast, where, as you might have guessed, we're going to talk about more than tattoos. My name is Chris Powell. I'm a husband, father, tattooer, and this is my co-host, Tim Saul. I'm a videographer, content creator, and a good friend. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> uh, here's where I would probably tell you a little bit about what we're going to be delivering to you guys. Some of what some might call a mission statement, but... Uh, yeah, I, I honestly, we don't have that 100% dialed in yet. And really, we're going to be shooting a lot from the hip here. Uh, but over the years, we've had hundreds, if not thousands, of good conversations. And uh, really, just want to share some, some of those with you guys. We don't know exactly what that looks like. But I do know that we're passionate about this stuff. We're passionate about growth. And uh, just want to... Maybe open it up to 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 where some of you guys might get value from it and improve some of you guys' situations, lives, etc. But um, but that that's really it, you know. And then o- over the episodes, the more we dive into this, I think the more that uh, some of that will be revealed to us, and we will be able to understand more what what we're really gonna be able to take and run with for you guys. So. That that's really all I got right now. I mean, here in a second, we'll we got a couple good, uh, maybe good questions that we can fire at each other and kind of talk about a little bit where we're at and and share kind of what we're doing to to move forward. And then next episode, we'll kind of rewind that and dive back into kind of where we started and and share some of the journey and some of the obstacles and uh, high points. And there's been a lot of awesome times uh, building this business. Uh, and running right alongside Tim here, and I think that we just got a lot of good stuff to share that that captions with tattoo photos just don't don't do. Um, so we're really excited about it. I know that's pretty long winded, but uh, but yeah, appreciate you guys for showing up. Yeah, and I, you know, on the adverse of that, uh, we a lot of our conversations are just coming from experience, like things we encounter, whether it's business or personal. Um, but really doing it on a podcast is, I think, going to open that up. Not only going to bring value to people that might just be listening or they're like, damn, you know, I went through something similar to that. But you're able to, like, share. We're, like, oh, trying to open that conversa- conversation up to more people that are going to be listening to this, too. You know, because, um, like you just said, we've had so many good conversations, but very few times has it been when, like, you know, someone else is in the room or someone else is partaking in that conversation too, right? So, hundred percent, hundred percent, and iron sharpens iron. And I don't want to show up on this podcast as we're the guys. Like, by no means are we trying to prove anything. Telling you we got the fucking key to the secret to success here. I I don't want to come across as that, but. We do have some good experience. We do have good results. I think we do bring some of that to the table, but we're looking to open up conversation uh, and and hopefully grow through this as well because we're still going to have same conversations that we've had about what's next for us, you know, what's what's next in, in our business. And uh, I don't, I, I really don't want to, hide a bunch of stuff you know if i'm facing obstacles or facing challenges or we just had some big wins like i feel like this would be a cool place to share them and i'm hoping that uh that helps you guys feel the same and i I really just want to see a fucking room full of people winning you know like a rising tide raises all ships here 
Right. Um, and I'm I'm hoping that that's kind of what we communicate and and show through what we're doing. Right. So without further ado, um, where are we at now? You know, what are we doing? Yeah. Um, so you know, you want to. Where are you at right now? What are, yeah. you, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm about to be a year 11 tattooing. That's dope. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I've been hearing horror stories recently about about, about year 10, your body's going to start breaking down. And uh, so far, I feel, I feel like I've been holding in there okay. Uh, hitting the gym once a week with Blaine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like bare minimum. It's almost, <laughs> it's almost a shame to say once a week, but you know, at least I'm getting in there once a week. But... Uh, yeah, so yeah, year 11 tattooing. Um I got uh two beautiful little girls, Logan Lakin, one's about to be 9 in December, the other one just turned 2. Two-year-old's a little redhead, and she's a spitball for sure. For Real sure. Fire. Like, she's full of it. A gymnast, man, jumping off the of couches mm. and shit. Yeah, scary. <laughs> scary, honestly. <laughs> Literally fell off the the little bouncy trampoline. We got her twice a day. Basically got rug brown on our forehead and was still right oh back out. Oh my goodness! You know? Um, so you gotta watch her. You gotta watch her for sure. Uh, just got married this past year in mm-hmm. uh, July. That was that was awesome. It's, it was ten years coming to a beautiful woman named Katie, Katie Pal now. <laughs> but um, and we went out to Glacier National Park. That was beautiful. That was probably the best. Uh, experience i've ever had traveling i mean it was oh I bet. Uh, i'm dude, sure not only were the sites beautiful but we didn't have kids for six days <laughs> <laughs> oh i bet that was a blessing oh it was uh it was otherworldly that was like the first time right it's like the yeah. one of the first times yeah yeah we haven't uh yeah i mean outside of that never more than one night you know and uh since lakin's been born it's maybe two three nights we haven't had kids at all so uh that's definitely tough but um it's beautiful at the same time i i enjoy it uh a couple years back i i tried to take on a, a venture outside of tattooing in hopes that when we had our second kid that i could like take two three years off and not have to work didn't pan out you know but i, I learned a lot of lessons throughout that journey and that's something i, I want to die i'm going to dive into you know um, if not episode two, episode three, for sure, episode three, uh, more than likely. But, um, you know, I think that uh, life's really good right now. You know, um, life's really good, man. And I, I am looking forward to uh, this next season, even though we're entering winter, and I'm not stoked about that. I feel like winter is always grind time for me. I feel like I get away from summer. I'm, yeah, there's nothing to really do other than just focus. And I feel like it's the opposite for a lot of people. So I think that that's another reason why I just try to kick it into another gear during the during that season. But um, but what about you, man? Where where you at? What you got going on? Well, um, I just moved. You know, which was big for me because I had I don't know I've I just hate close quarters. And I've just always lived in apartments, and I've lived with people and stuff. So, uh, I don't know, getting into a house, it's got, like, a lot of room, and I've got, like, a fucking yard stuff. I feel like that was big for me this last year. Um, and, obviously, I'm a videographer for you. I've been working with you for five years now. Um, 
saying now out loud that I've been doing it for five years is just still mind blowing, you know, cause I, and we'll jump, you know, into this in the next couple episodes, but never really thought I'd be doing this, but, um, I still find myself getting challenged with it, you know, which I think is obviously good. But one thing I'm kind of excited about with this is it's, it's a new challenge for me, you know, and I've always been attracted to the idea of a podcast, but, um, that is part of why I'm excited to do this is it's, it's a different kind of challenge. It's, uh, for me right now in my life, just trying to get better with a lot of, um, I guess personal things, which has been like a struggle of mine, or maybe not even a struggle, but more like a journey that I've been on for like the last five years anyway. But, um, this is definitely like a new season for me too, like jumping into this. Um, but what else? <laughs> yeah, I, I stream. So, uh, you know, we were just joking before getting on here. It's like talking with people or trying to make friends is like work is life, you know? So <laughs> yeah. how do I really get creative with, uh, describing my job? I do the social media stuff. So, um, one thing I think you'd think is funny about me maybe is I just, I almost have this, um, distaste to popular social media. So I'm like the social media guy that hates social media. <laughs> um, but I really do enjoy my job. That's different than a, a lot of what I think content creators are doing because, um, you know, doing tattoos for people. And I just, you said, there's only so much you can convey behind a caption and a tattoo photo. But I do feel like a lot of people feel good about, you know, what we're doing for them and stuff. And it is pretty client heavy. Um, but. And when you say client heavy, you just mean like acknowledging them, bringing value to them, and not really the process. Or, or what do you mean by that? Yeah, pretty much that. Yeah. You know, it's um, it's very client appreciation heavy and bringing value to them, celebration, which I've never had before. So, um, I don't know. This it was that for a long time, and. Now this is just a big thing, and streaming was completely different because I guess I do that quite a bit too, or used to. Yeah. Um, and I'm starting to get more into it now, but um, I don't know. That was more laid back. It was just like having um, just guests on to bullshit in video games or something like that, versus maybe what of some of the goals we have for this and bringing other people on or um, talking to people through comments and really expressing some real stuff, you know, it's not going to be as like crazy heavy as like therapy session kind of stuff, you know, but, um, I will say me and you, we've had some conversations that go pretty deep. So <laughs> yeah, I definitely would definitely have. expect that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. That was like probably a really crappy answer for where I'm at right <laughs> now, but it's a difficult question for me to answer. Cause I have learned, I think that, I'm just constantly looking at the next thing without really having a strong evaluation of where I'm at now, unless it's like, I feel like my life's falling apart and I'm like, Oh, I'm so stressed. Like yeah. I'm swimming to like keep my head above water or something like that. Um, but no, I'm just, I am actually very excited for this. And I feel yeah. like this is a lot of what I have going on right now. Uh, in the, the anticipation has been heavy. Oh man. It, it has for been sure. really, really weighing on me a little bit because it is, uh, it's my baby, you know, a little bit. Like, I want to be able to do the right things with this and, um, you know, touch the right people with it, you know, make yeah. sure the right people are hearing it because I do think, 
uh, to go back into our mission statement, we don't necessarily have that all the way put together, but uh, I would be silly to think that our conversations wouldn't be good for other people to hear sometimes, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm hoping that as we open this box, people who are listening in uh, will also be able to help create that pathway with ideas and thoughts you know give us something to open up that conversation with but but dude you're fucking right man all day i just been like i almost didn't even text you you know because i (laughs) i wonder if does he have a headache or something (laughs) maybe i don't know hopefully i didn't mean that (laughs) but uh yeah and i think as we settle in the conversations will get better and more more organic and uh yeah, I think this will give me something that I've been trying to work on. It'll give me some chances to do that, uh, but just actively listening and not necessarily like trying to figure out my next plan or where to go with this or like what to say before you're even done. Uh, you really just kind of actually listen and and try to communicate organically like we normally would, you know. Plus, I'm not a planner, so, like, planning out a fucking intro and, you know, I don't even know what the terms are. Right, you this know, is all like the kind breakdown. of, yeah, this is all kind of inorganic, the whole introduction thing, so. Um, Unless it's just bad, and you guys say it's bad, and we need structure, <laughs> then I'll, I'll, try, I'll fucking try, we'll do, you know? We'll do better. <laughs> We've been, we, we got ChatGPT that'll help us, you know, lay out some, right, lay, right. lay out some game plans, but. Um, At the very least, you're getting, even if the the whole structure of us doing, like, an introduction video, or, like, a, an episode, it and it, that itself just being a little out of place for us, you can still tell. Like, I feel like we're fighting through this to just get to the normal conversation yeah. <laughs> because we're trying to structure it. But um, I definitely think that later episodes we'll be able to translate a little bit better because normally, maybe maybe that's a good question. How do you think a lot of our good conversations, our better conversations come about? Obstacles we're facing, for sure. Right. I, mean, I got this roadblock. What do you think? This has been weighing heavy on me. What do you think? I got the situation. I've been thinking about addressing it like this. Let me just get a second opinion from the homie, you know, and, and see if my, my head's in the right place. I feel like that's probably like 90% of them. I agree. And, uh, you know, maybe we should try to have more conversations after a big win or like dive into that side of things more because I feel like probably majority of our conversations are obstacle base, you know, like growth, problem solving, problem solving, uh, which sometimes might suck fun out of, you know, just earlier when you were talking, it's like, dude, I don't, I don't stop the smell of roses nearly enough. You know, I get so focused on what's next that I don't even think about what, what's fucking going on right now. And like how good things really are sometimes. Uh, you know, and I don't, I don't want to say that I don't at all because that's not true. I do almost every day, but I'm thinking about what's next or the problems I need to solve more so, more often than just gratitude. Um, which I know gratitude will do so much for you. I definitely think it's overlooked a lot because things really could be a lot worse mm-hmm. than are for a lot of people. You know, that's a weird kind of like infectious personality trait that I think 
comes with having a strong passion or a strong drive um, is really never taking the time to be present with where you're at. But it's also kind of a, uh, it's like a duality of mentality, you know? A lot of people you see um, that oppose that are like, I think, almost entirely living in the moment, like almost wholesomely present where they're not even thinking about yeah. where they're going. Yeah, there's definitely got to be a mid-ground right. for sure. You have to know how to be able to be present, but also like know which next three steps you're going to take. Um, and yeah, I think, I, I think I'm really looking forward to this because how often do we have, how often have you ever been able to completely remember good conversations we've had maybe specific moments maybe like specific times where i can recall really well but there's been so many of them that a lot of them run together right jumbled jumbled together or maybe we just talked for three hours and i only remember the last 10 minutes right (laughs) you know that happened a lot too so (laughs) but i'm i think I feel like a lot of people that are doing well in them in their lives, you've heard that they they journal and they'll read their journals again. Or, um, I literally got challenged the journal yesterday. Did you? <laughs> yeah, first the onboarding call for a Ryan Royce class. Um, yeah, we journaled for like ten minutes. You know, nothing crazy, but it was just a few things on goals what I'm what I'm trying to accomplish over the next three, six months, you know, and by the end of the next year, I guess really whatever I wanted to set it as, but, um, yeah, he's, he's been, you know, I just did that yesterday. Do you, did, did they come at it from a place of let's try to do some really organic, like goal assessment for now or, uh, which this can kind of go hand in hand, but do you think that it'll also be advantageous for you later on to go back and look at that? The like kind of journaling to see where you've come, and I want to say yeah, but I never do. Did you know how many right. notebooks I filled up with just notes shit. on shit that I should go back and read? You know, because and at, I know there's been plenty of times where I've been like fucking hard on fire, you know, just in the heat of the moment, just passion driven, and just taking notes and writing down ideas and where I'm trying to go and then I turn the page and it's like it fucking lost in the it's ether. completely gone, right. <laughs> you know? Right. Um <clears throat> but I know I would get something from that. One because I wrote it, you know, I could I know what it sound like reading it through my head. Mhm. Um and it may just be what I need sometimes, but I just I, I don't I don't, you know. I don't I don't either and I never have, but I've always heard that I mean that's like a component of successful people is they go back, they kind of have a way of tracking themselves and holding themselves accountable where we both know that accountability is, you know, almost part, part of the equation of success. Yeah. Um, which again, I th- I'm thankful for that, for this podcast and what thing, you know, something I'm trying to get out of is accountability. Um, because if I can put it out in the open, I've always been like against that. I think, um, accountability. I I remember you specifically talking about something to do with podcasts way early on that kind of feel like encompasses that as far as like not dropping release dates or not, or you were on stream, but you were not talking about when you were going to stream next because you didn't want to be held accountable for showing up at that point in time. Because it was kind of this mentality that if you're going to, 
set up standards like that and then continue to fail on them. Um, might as well just not set them at all. Right. You know? Might as well not set them at all. Right. At the very least, don't project that on to your people or your audience because it should just be expected that you're going to do better. Don't apologize for it. Just do better. But what happens when you don't, you know, granted at the time I was like struggling to drive two hours home sure. to like make yeah. it on time for my streams, which is like maybe a little bit different pressure um, to experience when you're kind of talking about that. Like don't, but you know, avoid accountability because it can't weigh down on you if no one else knows. But I, where I'm at now, I think when, with a lot of things is I'm trying to like clear up those like defensive plays that I'm always doing, like really get rid of the rest of them, you know? And I think, like you said, being transparent on this and having full honesty, like not like having fucking 30, 40 minutes of, we might talk about what we're going to talk about, but not like, okay, but what do we not want to say? Let's like really try to structure this to where like, we're the dudes, you know, we know everything we're coaches, um, you know, and we're going to be able to fix all your problems or we don't even have problems ourselves because that's too much pressure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like hats off to anyone that is like about that Mm -hmm. because it's the hustle. It's the hustle for one and two. I'd be silly to think that no one that's doing that has something to offer people because I know you you just talked about taking Ryan Roy's, you know, seminar Mm -hmm. or like his um, course or whatever. And there's plenty of people that have good value to it, but um, we actually had a good conversation on this, like the whole credibility thing. Um, But where do I stand with that? And when I want to, offer people do i want to like be the guy and just like i'm going to tell you what this is and this is how it works and you're going to take that and that's i expect you not to change it or do i want to be the dude that's like constantly trying to get help or do i want to find some something in the middle where it's like i don't have all the fucking answers but i got a good bit of them we could probably figure something out in the middle and try to like you know this uh Solution might not be the prettiest, but yeah. I guarantee it's going to be for the best in the long haul, maybe, yeah. if we talk it out or something, you know. Yeah. Plus, I'm going to keep learning stuff throughout that, too. That's exactly it right there. I feel like even if I don't, and it sparks a new idea, like, at least I'm gaining, I'm learning, too. Yeah. You know? And I'm, I'm not the, my, my ego's not so big, where I can't, I can't be the student all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. Speaking of ego and kind of, like, personality development, ask kind of questions um we had thought of a couple questions we'd ask one another and the one i wanted to ask you because i think that you can get a lot of someone's personality when you ask it is if like taxes weren't a thing and um time wasn't a thing if someone just handed you a million dollars right now what would you do with it oh man um well definitely some some of is there time limit on spending it or no parameters just like you can do whatever, whatever you want i wanted it. but i'm still living as long as i planned on living before there's no yeah. there's no there's no timeline there yeah um so you can invest it you can blow it all whatever you want to do well there there would be two things one would be the lame version that would be investing <laughs> it that would be <laughs> For what I would probably actually do, right. which would you know take a portion of it and invest it into something that's gonna help help develop 
some wealth long term. You know, I think that's that's the play. That's what's been on my mind in real life. Um, and then I would take some of it and and just travel. You know, take some time off and go see different places with the family. My my grandma's from Thailand. Some so there's there's some roots there that would be dope to oh, that'd be cool. go spend sure. like a month in Thailand or something crazy. You know, and then kind of travel from there. But uh, if I had a whole million and I didn't do anything else with it, I would still travel. Um, my girls would be set up with with some kind of, I hate to say college fund, but some sort of fund, you know. Like education um, or beginner's yeah. fund. Yeah, we'd hit Disney. Yeah, I'd probably buy me a big RV or get one of those like Mercedes-Benz Sprinter vans and like fucking deck it out and mm-hmm. just go drive through the mountains and i think there's a there's an interstate katie katie was sharing with me that starts up in montana and uh there's like there's like four or five uh somebody somebody help me out with this if you, if you know what i'm talking about but it hits montana goes through yellowstone you end up all the way down through arizona into the canyons uh grand canyon there's like yosemite i think's on the on the in the route um but there was like four or five dope spots on this interstate. Just one long, you know, that would be that would be sick. Um, not a big fan of beaches, but I would just I would just travel. I'd give me a big ass penthouse in New York and just stay like a hundred stories up. Oh, and yeah. just that's something I've been trying to talk Katie into doing so so bad. She, what, like getting an Airbnb penthouse? Yeah, just in New York and just like experience downtown and the food and. Probably blow some money and 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 some fucking luxury stores, and, stores and, and clothing stores and maybe book a tattoo session with someone up there in New York, but that's been that's been big. I I, I don't know. I just want to experience downtown New York and just for for a short period of time. But mm-hmm. I want to ex- I want to experience it. You know, just don't drive. The- yeah, that's what that's what you said. Mm. Um, but I just want to wake up in the morning, open up the curtains, and like see the Statue of Liberty and shit, and like oh, it'd be wild. The, the sunrise, and all- I think that would be so dope, you know. But um, that I mean, that's probably where what I would what I would do if I just blew it, it would just be travel around mm-hmm. in a in a dope RV van, whatever, with the kids. How long in an RV though? How long, <sighs> you know? How could you, how long did you do it? I've been known to power through some things. <laughs> so, so we talking like eight years, you know, in an RV? No, or? no, no. But maybe, maybe a whole summer because kids are in school, you know. Right. Uh, uh, school has, I, I don't know. But Chris, um, like, shit, I'll see you at fucking Christmas vacation. <laughs> I'm out. Wake yourself up for school. <laughs> but uh, on the other hand, Katie, on the other hand, I don't, I don't think she'd make it that long, you know. But uh, I think that, I think that would be dope. I think that'd be so cool. I think it'd be cool to go backpacking through something like that. And uh, it, uh, there's a couple of routes. You said it's like they're really scenic routes too, right? <sighs> yeah. Part of me wants to text her right now and ask ask what it is, but um, it sounded dope. And yeah. if if any of if Yellowstone, Yosemite, if or anything like Glacier, man, I mean Glacier, it was it was crazy. It was awesome. We were there for five days. Every day we were in the park, and uh, they have this going to the sun road. So it's like it's like a two hour long road, but you're going up and through the mountains, 
But if you go at a certain time of the day, it's like you're chasing the sun. You know, so if you go around sunset, I mean, it's fucking beautiful. That's it's, crazy. It's so crazy. And you're like, you're like three feet from like a 2,000 foot drop mm. <laughs> at some of them. And I'm like driving. I'm like, I'm fucking crazy right now <laughs> like, i'm fucking crazy <laughs> hey pat me on the back while i'm driving you know <laughs> like no, it's gonna man. be okay <laughs> and then you look out and there's like 500 other people on the same roads you're like oh it's not that i'm not that hard right you know? right but they're probably all feeling the same pressure <laughs> yeah puckered up you right, know dude. for sure but uh what about you what'd you do well i think i probably also have like a cool answer and a lame answer um because I would for sure try to disperse. Um, they would, I forget what his name is right now, but it's something I feel like has been popping up on Instagram right, lately. Um, rich people invest their money and spend what's left versus spend your money and then invest what's left, right? So I would have to take like fucking three quarters of that, which is not leaving you with a lot on the back end. It's yeah. like $250,000, you know. Especially and, if you got taxed. Right. So fuck the taxes <laughs> in this hypothetical. Yeah. Um, but I would I would just feel so obligated to like set myself up for the rest of my life because um full transparency, dude. If I could like just do this where I'm having like good conversations on a podcast and like whatever happens happens, you know, I'm just like trying to enlighten the people or trying to enlighten myself and then just go home and stream and just like stay up to date with video games, I probably would. Yeah, you know, just because I'm so immersed in like the whole fantasy world and stuff like that, it's like books to me, you know. Um, but outside of that, I would probably like, I don't know, maybe it'd be tricky. I'd probably buy a house first, or like build a house. Rather, I'd probably build like a really dope house. Um, make sure it's all exactly the way I would want it for the rest of time, pretty much, and then just invest as much as I could, or like pay someone else to invest the rest of it. Um, that way I just like would never have to worry about anything ever again. But that seems like it could be a slippery slope though, right? To like feel like a lack of pressure with finances oh. or, um, cause I feel like a lot of where I've come from has been like, um, you know, well before when I came from, you know, was working with you, it was like, I'm fucking trying to get paid, you know I'm saying? Cause that's the only way that I'm making it happen. Yeah. Um, I feel like the the further I get in my life, I uh, start to realize that that was a lot of my fuel for being so creative, I think, in my head, or, like, clearly I didn't act on a lot of it, but um, what would life be like if you didn't have to work, right? Would you lose passion? Would you lose motivation? Perhaps not for family, because... I feel like you could just spend so much time with family after yeah. that, but well, I, I hate I hate how much of this question, <clears throat> I hate how much of this question is balanced on the money aspect of things. Mm-hmm. In a in a in a perfect world, if you didn't need the money and you you know you didn't have to worry about it, you had to think about it, and you could do whatever you wanted, like I would just have a ranch up in the fucking woods somewhere you know maybe short short out of town you know but a dope state somewhere around the mountains or something Mm -hmm. but if you still have to worry about the aspect money of thing like the 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 money aspect of things if you still have to worry about that then i do think there's a period of time where you just have to get your ducks in a row right you know get the investments set up to where you you know i think really there ain't many options you know that 
I'm sure there is, but I, I don't know of many options other than real estate, like having, right. having some passive income that way, but it's still not completely passive unless you have property managers in place and you got, and that's what I was but it, thinking. But it still takes something, some some effort or some kind of capital to pay someone else to take care of it, right? Yeah, yeah. And that would be that. How well does your system work that allows you to do these things but still be good, right? You know, because for I, like the next, we're talking, hopefully, you know, your life. 70, 80 years. Yeah. I'd like to be a hundred. Yeah. You know, um. <laughs> So I definitely, this is a, I feel like that'd be a good question for chat chat GBT is like, how could you take, and of course it couldn't fully know because it can't tell the future. What if something crazy happens in like 20 years or something like that? But be an interesting question is like, how could you take a million dollars today and ensure that that person's going to be taken care of for forever? I've seen people do that with like Bitcoins. Like you build me a coin. I'm sure it would have a dope answer. Someone, someone, uh, pull that up. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's free money for you right there. <laughs> but uh, but that that's probably my lame answer. The uh, the cool answer would probably be, be uh, I'd uh, I'd build a house still. I'd build a house that I just like really love and a place that I love. I don't know if it would, it'd probably be somewhere in this area, but it would have to be like, there's like a part of Ohio where like there's like these crystal blue lakes. Where you look at it and it's just like that's fucking the Amazon or something. That's not Ohio. It's <laughs> so full. I've never seen that. Right. Yeah. I've always so, seen that shit brown water. <laughs> right. Dude, that's all I'm used to here in Ohio. So let's go hit that beach at CJ. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. So it'd have to be somewhere in that area, and then it'd probably be a lot of traveling because yeah. I would love to just completely dive into every part of South America, like going through like Peru mm. and all up of you know, and like. Um, like Mexico would be amazing. Like I don't know, there was so much, and I mean all of Egypt, Africa is amazing too. Yeah. But I don't know how don't, safe any of that is. I, that's, and that's what I was just gonna say. That whole part of the world, like below us, all the way to the bottom of South America, just scares the shit out of me. There, I do. It's not jungles. Only, it's and, just jungles. There's so much that, um. And this is like a side thing about me. I love history and shit like that. So that's clearly what my um, uh, fuel for going down there would be. But there's like fucking birds that can eat you. Like a bird. You know? We see, we have what? birds here. Dude, there's some big ass birds down there. Yeah, like huge birds. You, we get big birds here in the States. Like bald eagles are fucking huge. You know, like pretty much the size of a person. Yeah. They got bigger shit down there. That's crazy. Just like in snakes that it would eat you, not even thinking about it, or like maybe baby snakes that'll fucking kill you and not think about it, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, I seen a bald eagle today, man. Did you? Yeah, right out, right out about ten minutes from the house. I see them all the time. Just crazy to me because I've never seen any growing up around here. They, and were, they were always endangered, yeah. but now I feel like I hear yeah. that. You know, I, one of your clients was even saying that he sees them all the time. Yeah, I always feel stupid though because usually when I'm in the car, if I'm not by myself, I'm with Katie and the girls. And we're driving like, oh my god, guys, look at the <laughs> look at the fucking bald eagle out there, you know, like, and they're like, uh, cool, you know, like, just don't even look, super I'm like, in dad mode, <laughs> like that's fucking awesome, right? But that, I think know. they'll appreciate that when they get older. <laughs> yeah, maybe if they get that like nature side to them. Yeah, but you have a nature side to you, don't you? 
A little bit. I mean, when I fishing, that's about it. You know, I tried the hunting scene, but it really wasn't my thing. Um, but fishing, dude, I could. If I quit tattooing, like that's probably what I would pursue. You know, even yeah, I would have to have some other, you know, something set up because I don't think that maybe depending on location and where you're at, and how good your guide service is, and like what kind of equipment, what kind of boat you ride, and you know, and what you could produce, right, could dictate how good of a living you could make. Like, there's a Blue Blues Brothers charter down in, uh, I think it's North Carolina, Lake Gaston bucket list dude i mean they pull out monster catfish like that that would be you know honestly i can't believe i didn't think of that when you asked me about the like big ass lake house dope boat all the gear and just like living off the dock kind right. of you know that'd be i think um, a really strong investment for you yeah I don't know how much of an investment would be because I would be doing <laughs> shit but <laughs> yeah you can charge take people out you know yeah It'd be hard, I feel like, if, um, because, I mean, if I ask myself that same question, what would I do if I wasn't doing this? That's difficult. I mean, um, I, I'm just not even sure if I can, I can answer that question yet, but, uh, um, I mean, I would definitely try to figure out, maybe I would own, like, a card shop or something, because I really love playing, like, Magic and stuff like that, but. I feel like card shops are just lame, or like a retro video game store. I think that'd be super cool. I, I just think about the local coin shop that we had here, Ohio Coin. You remember that place on Main Street? No. It's like right on the corner, right across from Taco Bell, and uh, I don't know the shop where Flush Fantasy was. Oh, big wait, yellow, yeah. big yellow shop right there on the I corner. Ohio Coin. That's like the only card shop I've ever been in. But yeah, it was baseball cards at the time because I had a dope collection growing up. I don't don't know what happened. They just like mysteriously disappeared. Yeah, but I had a dope collection. I had mm. a high school LeBron James car that I always was curious about, like what? what that would be worth now, if anything. But um, someone pull it up. Someone pull up some like <laughs> high school LeBron James cars. Yeah, pull up I mean, the prices in the comments. Yeah, but uh, but I, I don't know. You know, I, it some I I want to think about that stuff more. You know, I've I've liked the idea of having a a vision board and uh. In the past, I've had some started, but I've never actually really followed through with like having one up for a long period of time in full. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would start, I would start cutting stuff out and putting it up. I'm like, man, I feel so like corny doing this that I just didn't. And then it would just end up being like a memorabilia board of shit that I just, yeah, you know, like my grandma's obituary when she passed, and just like letters that I got that were special to me, but not like an actual dream vision board with some goals and stuff. Yeah. On it. But I've always heard they're so powerful. Um, yeah. And even people who are needing help in that area would recommend it to them, you know, knowing that there's power there, but I've never actually fully committed to having one finished myself, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so maybe that's something I, I could, I could do to work on to help build, build some fire moving forward. You know, I think I'm definitely in a season in my life where that fire's started and now I'm just I'm just trying to build it up and get get it rolling again, right. you know. As I mentioned earlier, summertime I, I tend to I tend to dial things back a little bit, you know. But yeah, that was a good question, man. I think we rabbit trailed a few different areas yeah, there, but yeah. uh you know, I had I had one similar and 
We'll t- we'll take the money out of it though. I mean, unless you know, I we could we could say even if you had a hundred thousand or or no money, but I feel like you just have to have money to do anything wild. But if you had fucking twenty four hours to live, but that I mean that's kind of you know. Well, I don't know if that's too similar to what we what we just asked, but no, because I feel like with the million dollar question, I'm definitely thinking long haul. Like I, I feel like if you give me a million dollars right now, I'm gonna make sure that I'm gonna live to a hundred minimum. You know, like make sure my m- medical bills are all taken care of and stuff for forever. I'm gonna do my best anyway to try to uh, plan for that. But if I have 24 hours, like you're right, money does make some wild things happen, but um. Dude, I feel like there's so many people in my life that if I, like, people that I think really love me, which I'm so fucking blessed for this, that if I was gonna leave this earth tomorrow, and I was like, guys, I need all of you just to help me pull together to make this one thing happen, I feel like maybe I could just make it happen. Just maybe, but 24 hours is a short period of time, so um, you're right, I think, in saying, like, fuck the money, like probably make it happen maybe but personally i feel like um you know to go back to is i've i've just always felt so com- like called and um i've just always enjoyed i grew up watching like fucking documentaries and stuff like that about the mayans the aztecs and the incans and i just really want to go see like fucking machu picchu like at one like if there's one thing I did do in this world um that I have to make sure I do is to, like to see places like that or at least one place to experience what it's like to be there because I've always seen it on TV and I feel like that's where the thought of like dreams just being dreams stayed. It's like I, I'm never going to see these places with yeah. like my actual eyes, right? Like it's not possible. It's on TV or something like that. Um and all these people are so much smarter than me you know, because they're on the TV and they're telling me about it, but really, are they, though? Like, are they smarter than me? Because I could, you know, I've spent my whole life just completely intrigued by these things, so I don't know. I would really, really be disappointed in myself at my final hour if I hadn't gone and did that. Um, Because I feel like it would just give me, like, as my person, um, like, almost like a euphoric moment. Or like... uh like seeing the heads on Easter Island or something like that, or being at Stonehenge or just being somewhere that it's like got some sort of strong prehistoric value to it. Like this is where we fucking came from or part of where we came from type deal. That's always been important to me. I don't know why, but probably going to see Machu Picchu. Yeah. I mean, that'd be, that'd be dope. You know, um, of course, I can't go up and stand on the shit or anything like that. I'd be disrespectful, but I, I want to go look at it, you know, be in its presence. Yeah. And and tell me a little bit about that, because I, I feel like I know what you're talking about, but I, I don't want to mis, misspeak here and not be correct. Um, yeah, tell me a little bit. What, so Machu Picchu is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, just like um, they're Mayan ruins. Like gotcha. a pyramid, Mayan ruins. Yeah, so and, so, and, and the movie Apocalypto, that's like where they're fucking bowling, chopped off heads down the stairs. Yes, yes. <laughs> like to be somewhere that yeah. things like that really happen. Yeah. And I could go down this rabbit hole. It's like probably <laughs> more than tattoos, hey, yeah. you know, but uh, uh, I don't know. Like 
those motherfuckers knew some shit. You know, maybe they're not perfect. They didn't plan or predict the end of the world and all that nonsense, yeah. but um, they did, undeniably had a lot of intelligence that is far surpassing what we know now for, like, the advances we have. Like, I feel like we should be a little bit smarter um, for the technology we have as opposed to what they were doing, but at the same time, like you just said, they were doing fucking... There was, I think, in history, at one point, they sacrificed... Th- Say that they sacrificed like, uh, like twenty thousand people or something like that in a day. Yeah, like holy fuck. Well, and it, it seemed it seemed like in the movie too that they used a lot of that to their advantage to remain remain powerful, right. knowing some of those things about the sun and you know some of that shit. I feel like they used that to to, um, yeah, keep themselves on top. Sure, you mm-hmm. know, uh. I've always seen clips of Apocalypto, you know, it looked dope, but I finally watched it. Did you? Yeah, like two, three weeks back, and it was dope, you know. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a, a pretty interesting movie for sure, you know. At the, at best, or at worst case scenario, it's interesting. Yeah, I thought, I thought the the scene where the little girl like predicted the 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 prophecy for that evening that was very freaky. Mm-hmm. She had the disease. Right, Ugh. and it's like, dude. Speaking of disease, it's like that's another thing about it is just even realizing that, like, the Spaniards bringing like smallpox over and the Europeans like bringing smallpox over. It's like pretty much, if I'm not mistaken, what wiped them all the way out. Is it? It's just disease and like yeah. killing themselves and stuff, like bickering and fighting. Um, but again, it's just been so fascinating that they did all these things to themselves, but they've, in a lot of ways, far surpassed. Like, some sort of, uh, at least it has a lot to do with, like, astrophysics and, yeah. um, you know, the alignment of the stars. Like, how do they fucking know mathematics and things like that? Yeah. Where, with what, and where they were in history and what they had to go off of, right? Yeah. And I wish I could egg this conversation on. But it, I know. But I, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm giving her everything I got to help yeah. him keep rolling, you know. But, um... And it's hard for me to relate in a lot of those things. I hear you and Dylan talking about the shop at all oh, the time. Yeah. I'm like, turn into the two crazy guys, dope, you know. And and part of me has kind of became more curious uh, about some of those things. I see a lot of Rogan clips, and I feel like his guests always are talking about dope stuff, you know. Yeah. But um, not to it's yeah, tough. It's, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough. And I feel like when I do put that stuff on, I don't retain much. Cause I, you know, like the the ancient aliens with Graham Hancock, mm-hmm. like that shit was wild and deep, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, you know, like what what did you well, just say? Well, right, yeah. like how, what does that apply to me and my subway <laughs> that I'm eating right now? <laughs> uh, you know, but, but not to like keep trailing that on. What, uh, I mean, what would you do if you had 24 hours left? Mm. In the exact same scenario, man, wife and kids, like it would just have to be just like. The ideal family day. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else I could say here and and not feel like a piece of shit for it. You know, like I think that's just what I would want to do. Good breakfast, do something fun with you know with the kids. Uh, we're in Springfield, Ohio, so I don't know what that would fucking be. You know, we'd have to, you know, maybe a day at Disney with the kids. You know, or I I hate to even say that, but just just an ideal day with the family. I mean, that would just be, that'd be it, you know. 
Um, so it feels like a lame answer at the same time, but I just don't. I just don't know what else. You I know? mean, I feel like you would still desire that even on your best days, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, like, I feel like I could go do something fun, but I would still want to be in that scenario. You know, because that's huge for me, and that's that's really what uh, has been my driving force the past. You know, since since basically been my beginning of my career. I mean, um, Katie got pregnant pretty early on, you know, which wasn't long after high school. <laughs> we had our first kiddo, you know, so it's just it's, it's just been my motivating factor for years. I feel like that would just be the only way I could do it, you know, um, just just have a, a good a good last day with the fam bam. Um, so it's not like crazy exciting or anything that they ain't going to see Macho, yeah, Machu Picchu, <laughs> Machu, 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 Machu Picchu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but I still think that's a wonderful answer, yeah. nonetheless. You know, yeah, I think I think so too, man. But um, yeah, I think another question I had for you that uh. You know, I've been seeing a lot of people attack the social media ways. Tattooers, you know, random people, small business owners. There's one guy in specific that I, I thought his his plan was cool. Because that's what it is. You know, it's deciding on what I'm trying to take where. And then figuring out maybe like a cool... um. Like this guy, like he would basically he was he sold watches, but he would basically use TikTok as a platform to go live at random places in the world. I th- I think it's worldwide. If not, then all over the United States. Um, but he would just go somewhere random, sit in a park, sit in somewhere very low key, go live, and then just like first person to find me gets this watch and picture, and we'll celebrate whatever. But he's live TikTok. Uh, but I see a lot of different people doing similar things. And if you wasn't a videographer tattooing and you was going to do something like that, you know, what would, what would that look like? Like, what would, what do you think you would do to, to try to get quote unquote TikTok famous or, or Instagram to get famous? Somewhere with it. Something with a brand. I would definitely kind of, um, I mean, I'd pretty much just try to be Graham Hancock, honestly, because he does a lot of, uh, um, you know, just unraveling ancient cultures and stuff like that. And I think that's always been my biggest fascination, you know, going from when I was young, watching the ancient aliens and stuff and it being all good and fun and exciting. And, you know, that sounds intriguing, like that an ancient alien civilization came and taught and made us, but it doesn't really serve me to continue doing that because it kind of dies out you know it's like after a while um that theory kind of is just getting bullshitted so much when we're finding new things on top of it so if i was gonna get tiktok famous or like make something of my life on tiktok outside of like what i'm already doing i would uh would it be okay for me to continue using my camera I would probably take my camera and just use it to be more of like journalist, like uh, anthropological, like journalist. So just, you know, going and probably following around archaeologists and um, different 
kinds of like field scientists and stuff that are just like at these places already, but I'm just there documenting the whole thing yeah. because I just feel so called to it. What's that place? What's that place they just uh, they just discovered that was like buried on this big hill, but it was just like layers of uh... oh, um, Gobekli Tepe, or I'm sorry, not Gobekli Tepe. That was that's a different thing. I know what you're talking about. They it's talked like, about ancient aliens, right? It's the um, ancient apocalypse. Ancient apocalypse. Yeah, they talked about it in that one, but um, fuck, I feel really upset that I don't remember the name of that one, but. That one goes back like multiple. I, uh, I mean, they, like they different, a few different times, didn't they? Like different kinds of people. Like, so someone had come in, like one type of like civilization had come in, made these structures, and they like died off or left. And then a completely new set of people, like new altogether, came in and like built on top of these things. And that happened, I want to say, like six or seven times. Oh. And, um, you know, when you really start to think about that and where just when we were in school, what we were being taught, I remember, and I think this might actually be like the real fury that is in me that makes me like keep going with this stuff, was seventh grade, I was in history class, and we was talking about how the pyramids got made. And this is so corny. I know you shit all over this, like, aliens made it or whatever. I don't even necessarily believe that. But I definitely think they had some sort of better technology to how they were making those motherfuckers because they're still standing, you know? Yeah. Um, but we were, like, learning in school how they were getting made, and they were, like, teaching us the whole pulley system, and, like, they were setting up, like, stations on the corners of the pyramid to, like, get the block up there and then, like, to twist it and then, you know, get it up. And I was like, that, that's not what happened. I, like... Tried to call out this teacher in the middle of seventh grade. I was like, "This just isn't what happened." Like, you, you can't convince me, you know. And I don't know. I don't think another person that was in that class even remembers that. But that stuck out to me because I left <laughs> that class feeling like that teacher was actually full of shit. Yeah, that was a defining moment in your life, right there. <laughs> yes, it was huge. Like, talk about the biggest chip on my shoulders is walking out and be like. He's getting paid for this. Yeah. What? Like, I'm going home and doing this shit on my free time, just, like, learning this stuff in the seventh grade. But yeah. um, I'd say that's, like, a huge moment of why it's always stuck with me is, like, yeah. the whole, you know, um, what's his name from fucking that 70s shit? Hyde? Like, the whole Hyde thing, like, the government's out to get us. <laughs> like, they're not telling us everything, man. Yeah. You know? That's um, funny. <laughs> just having that kind of moment that I walked out of that classroom and felt like, Oh, I know some shit. Like now, <laughs> now I fucking know, dude. You can't convince me. You ain't lying to me, right? <laughs> that's funny, man. Yeah. Um, that's funny. I wonder if they, if they, I'm sure they probably did to some degree tattoo each other back then. Oh, dude, it's a great, um, you know, maybe a good recommendation for all the artist people that watch the show. Um, uh, I think the documentary struggle. Is really really good. The documentary struggle. What platform is that on? It's on Netflix. It's actually Netflix made. It's about um, a Polish sculptor named Stanislaw Zukalski. His last name spelled like S Z U K. It's fucking crazy shit. But um, he actually goes into that at like the very end of the documentary. He, the dude's already well passed away, but he had this um, history about him. Um, where he had gone into like the history of tattooing as just artwork and what it meant. And a lot of early tribal tattoos 
that they had found were like lines that were tattooed across people's bodies, like super horizontal lines throughout the whole thing. And they found that it was like signs of the deluge, like the great huh. deluge, like the flood and stuff like that. So it was representation of where you've come in your life. So um, you would huh. get like new lines added to your body. Is it fucked up that when you said that, I immediately thought of the SpongeBob song? It's a great day to wear a striped sweater. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so I, I think that's wonderful. If I'm friends with anyone, they're going to think about SpongeBob from time to time. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that's good. Um, but to, you know, to maybe get back on a little bit more serious note, um, you know, what are, what are some things that, uh, I guess I guess I want to say, what has being involved in the tattoo industry, you know, what's it done for you? You know, I mean, I I definitely have some answers there, and you know, it's it. I think for so many people, it's it's really done wonders for them. But um, you know, you know, you're not even being a tattooer, just being around the industry, and you know, you you have enough knowledge to where if you picked up a machine and you learned how to actually technically apply it, I think you'd be fully capable, mm-hmm. but um, you know, I mean, what what's it really done for you? I mean, honestly, that's a it's like a big question to ask because, like you said, I'm not an artist so um, who am I to say that it really gave me anything? But, I mean, and it really has. It's above all else, I think it's given me a freedom of mind. And with that, I mean, like, the confidence to, like, think about what I want to think about. And maybe I can actually make my life something that I can imagine in my mind and it not just be that and be stuck that way. Um, because I was always that person before. Like, I, we said that at the beginning of this podcast that I think I tended to be more of a dream person rather than I'm going to actualize what I want. Like what's the difference between dreams and desires kind of thing, you know? And I feel like being in the tattoo world, um, albeit maybe blessed with who I was around starting out in the tattoo world, because I do think that it plays a big part in it, that might be above all what I've gotten out of the tattoo world. Because even being a tattooer, you just, dude, you can make your life whatever you want doing tattoos, you could probably go just about anywhere in the world and make a living off of it and build a clientele or maybe you just build a clientele up big enough to, you know, have them all come out to you or something like there's just so many options in the tattoo world that you can just do whatever you want. But for me, just being a content creator, absorbing it or like capturing it and like reposting it and stuff like that and relaying people's stories and messages um, I don't know, just, like, being around people like that, like, the free-minded people, like, well, why the fuck can't you just make your life what you want it? Like, asking me the real question, like, what do I want my life to be, you yeah. know? I think that's probably been the biggest thing that I've gotten out of it. Yeah, that's dope, man. Um, yeah, and I, I, I can agree with a lot of what you're saying here, and I think I think the industry will be so powerful when... Yeah, as Ryan likes to say, when we get off the pirate ship and we take some of that fire and some of that, like, fuck the system and actually apply it to success principles and growth and, like, putting putting actual action to intent 
and mm-hmm. and showing up a certain way, I think the industry is going to be so. And it's already it's already a billion dollar industry, but I think that it it's going to be fucking unstoppable. And there's been a huge. I've I've been tattooing eleven years, so there's there's been a lot of tattooing done before me, but I've witnessed a lot of lot of change. You know, from where I started, I did start pre pen like pre Cheyenne Hawk. You know, like. I was I just started tattooing when they oh, released like pre-pen rotary yeah, machine, like pre, not rotary machine itself, but oh, like the um, pencils. They came out with like the Cheyenne Hawk and the Thunder, the Spirit, and there was others prior to that. But um, and then shortly after the pen style, and then it went wireless. Um, but you know, so I, I it was kind of it kind of felt like. I experienced the the pager to the Motorola Razor to the the BlackBerry oh, yeah. the iPhone again kind of thing, and, and now with this past year, there's been a crazy year, two, three years. It's probably been a culmination of years, but it seems like it's really ramped up this past couple years as far as like personal development, gro- you know, growth mindset. Right, you know, I I like to mention rising tide raises all ships. There's been a handful of artists that are taking on, uh, doing more seminars, doing more coaching. There's just more togetherness than I've ever experienced. You know, which is which is dope, and I think it's still just the tip of the iceberg. But I'm really excited to see all of that continue to grow. I guess. Um, yeah, the the future of tattooing is like looks really awesome. Yeah, and, and honestly, e- even even in a world where it's like seems kind of rocky, seems kind of you know like what's it gonna what's it gonna do? You know, where's it going? You know, I keep hearing the economy shit and um, people are struggling to work, and there's a lot of jobs, and you know, part of me thinks just the self employed world is is rising, and people are actually okay, but. I really don't know what to believe as far as like the news and like actually reporting on that stuff, you know, just mm-hmm. going based off of what I'm seeing through clients and, and then also associating with other tattooers or other um, artists in, in this field, you know, their, their take on it. Um, it feels different to me than what others are saying, but I, but I'm, I'm not sure, you know, um, where you really stand on reality. Yeah, I guess. I feel like I'm just in my own little bubble, you know, which is it's a great feeling to have, but at the same time I hear that oh, you got to pay attention. You got to work, you got to you got to keep your eye, you got to you got to know what's going on so you can mm-hmm. be prepared for it, for it. But yeah, I think about this uh Bill Murray clip and he's like why fucking worry about it? You know, let's worry about it when the time comes, you know, versus like sitting here in panic mode, worrying, how can I, you know, and we don't even know if it's going to show up, you know? So like, I, I've been riding this naive high of like, shit's just going to be going good and just mm-hmm. riding faith, riding in faith and hope that shit's just going to keep going good, you know? Um, and, and when I tell that to some people, they're like, Man, that doesn't sound safe. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. well, what's what's the flip side of that coin? You know, do right. I hold back? Do I not make 
ambitious moves or you know do i not go after it because like oh god what if it, what if something crazy does happen you know mm-hmm. um but like, what, do you, what do you really have to lose you know <laughs> that's a good so question it's a big itself, question you know? you know i was like what do you really have to lose and um people are only as open to answering that question as they think that they're open with themselves or of course, like in certain settings, people don't answer certain questions, but um, every person knows the true answer to a question, you know, because you're answering it in your head, whether you say it or not. Um, but I think that, you know, to kind of piggyback on what, uh, and we'll talk about this more in some later episodes, but I, I think the the thing I'm like most nervous of is just regret. If I don't make the move, and it doesn't happen like that, you know, I will, shoulda, coulda, woulda, that sucks, you know. I would almost rather make the move and then shit does go bad and I have to fucking figure out how to clean it up and, and figure out how to restart and move forward than to not make the move. Everything's okay and now, you know. What happens when you see someone like down the street that... <sighs> did it and then you're like fucking shit done <laughs> right, it. right right yeah and now it's like envy re- resentment you mm-hmm. know so I, I just try to live in an, an i do i do believe that if it's meant to happen it'll be easy and if it's not meant to happen then you know maybe i won't you know so that, that would that would play into some of the decision make, i'm making there but um yeah, I'm in a period of my life where I'm just trying shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just trying to see what works because I'm trying to experience just happiness and and excitement, you know, and not have to lead with enthusiasm because there's a difference there. Enthusiasm is something you create, you generate. Excitement is a reaction, you know, and I right. want to react in an excited, positive, like can't wait to fucking get up and tackle the day. You know, which there's there's a lot of days where I'm ready to go tattoo and I'm ready to sit down for 10 to 12 hours. Uh, you know, but then there's a lot of days where it's like, man, I got to sit down for 10 to 12 hours. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, it, I got to do this. That, you, know, the, you know, the flip of the switch is strong, you know, on that feeling sometimes. Um, But I do think that you have like an, like an opposition personality type to what a lot of people are you know because for me and i can say that from experience because i was definitely uh one of those people where uh i'm not gonna do it because i don't want someone else to look at me and be like oh there you go another fucking failure Mm -hmm. on you you know so um uh i can definitely say that my motivation was like fear of not being like made an example out of or like and not having anyone else to blame, but for me, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but not seeing it from the point of view of like, well, what happens when you like, you know, you tried something like tried 10 different things and all 10 of them failed. You're just a 100% failure and you never tried again, you know, um, you know, that never clicked to me again. I think I found a lot of like comfort space in where my life was before I started working with you for sure. And when you say you found a lot of comfort space, what do you mean? What do you mean there? 
I feel like I just found what my minimum was. Yeah. Like, what do I need to really exist? Yeah. Um, and, and it's maintainable. And you're not eating shit. No bloody noses. No. Nope. No big fails. And if you do lose your job, like, you're probably good until you can find another one. I mean, really, I wasn't, though. You yeah. know, I was just, like, really living day to day to make sure that, um, like, did I eat something sweet today? You know, am I like, am I not so hungry that I can't fall asleep right now? Because, um, that was a lot of the times that I was kind of going through at certain points before, you know, um, so, and obviously full gratitude that I'm not in that space before, but, um, uh, I, we've talked about this before is like, I do think that, um, I have kind of like a grave or not a graveyard, like a junkyard dog personality type, you know, that I think that. I picked up when I was just at such a lack of everything and found comfort in that, that I looked at other people like you have so much, but you're still fucking off. Like you're clearly worthless because you squander everything that you get. Um, and I feel like I get caught up in that a lot now, like, but doing it to myself, like, do you squander everything versus you used to have nothing, you know, and was able to be happy about it. Um, I don't know how we got there. <laughs> I don't know how I got to that. Well, from... I asked you. I asked you. Um, you know what has been some of the biggest. Well, I guess what has been the biggest blessing you've gotten from tattooing, or like being around tattooing in the industry. Because um, yeah. I, I think you're very much versed with the culture and versed with the industry itself, and I mean you can talk tattoos all fucking day, you know, and you know artists and you know, you know, um, we've definitely talked a lot about design and stuff, but I just was curious, you know, what, uh, what's really been a benefit from you being around, you know, and then we rabbit trailed. Oh, cause you were saying how, um, how you just, don't, you don't want to live with regret. Like, yeah. like don't do this thing. And I, you know, I go all this time where I definitely used to be. So I've, that's another thing for sure that I've gotten from the tattoo world is I don't, um, and it, it's so weird. Like it's hard to answer whether or not you say like tattoo world, because I feel like these tattooers again, more than tattoos, like tattooers are out in like the normal world, you know? And I granted, I might not have had some of the conversations I've had with the people that have shifted my perspectives on things. Had I not just, you know, been invited through a job, or like an opportunity to start doing these things in the tattoo world. But I I do feel like with some of the people that I've met, it didn't necessarily have to be in a tattoo shop or in a tattoo setting for them to like have relayed that same message to me had I needed it. And I had that same opportunities to get it right. Um, And of course this is all encompassing tattoos because it's like, you know, we like even started doing any of this or having good conversations or how I, I even got the best things from tattoos, but uh, um, I don't know. I, I've gained a lot from tattoos and just like feeling like I have a home for sure, but um, not playing to like, I'm definitely playing more to win now versus like playing to not lose. Um, but the only reason I can even do that is just because I have like the freedom of mind, like I said before, like the confidence to even ask myself some bigger questions at all. Um, like what I want to do. Yeah. You know. Got <laughs> thick Got at the end of this. Thick. 
Right. No, that, that that's good, man. And I, I, I fuck with that so heavy because I love that. I love, I love that, dude. I could pick up and move across the country tomorrow and pick back up. You know, maybe a little tough, and I got to start from scratch. But, um, you know, I can make my own schedule. I can work with the clients I want. And this isn't a customer always right, uh, customers always right thing, you know. And I, I love that uh, I can set my standards and my rules, and you either play ball or you don't, and and be my own thing, you know. And work two days a week and spend five with my family, and uh, you know, not feel like anyone could tell me what to do except for the fucking IRS and my right. fuckers are shaky down like the mob. But, <laughs> uh, your brother's out here ready for him. You know? Right. But, um, yeah, I, I, I agree with that heavy man. And I think that there's a lot of industries that people could develop that mindset with, but it's definitely something that has to be chased. It's definitely something that's foreign. It's that, that, that thought process because, if you went to school anywhere, you're not learning these things. Mm-hmm. If you go to college anywhere, you're you're not learning these things. Maybe there's some like niche program out there that will teach you entrepreneurship, but the person who's teaching the course, chances are they're not an entrepreneur. You know, they're teaching, right? Unless they do stuff on the side and it's just a passion thing. But if they're a successful entrepreneur or someone who has created a lot of wealth, chances are they're not going to want to go sit in the classroom and teach from nine to five. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot of things you have to seek on your own time uh, from from people with experience and wisdom. But man, something about that is just so freeing. You know, the possibilities are legit endless. I mean, they're, they're, you, you could do anything you want. As long as you set your mind to it and you're not rejecting it on an energetic level, which these past three or four years I have gotten more woo woo than I've ever been. And I grew I grew up in the church, and I you know not to say that that's woo woo. I, I don't I don't you know woo woo meaning just like <laughs> spiritual, you know, being yeah. something like not so realistic, you know, yeah. like having faith mm, in yeah. something. Yeah, and when I hear the terms realistic. It's um, it almost, I almost feel bad because it's like, I mean, the humans are so smart. The brain is so crazy. Just the bo- our bodies, and I think, I think there's so much to it. Why can't we have power over it? Why can't we bring certain things into, you know, to bring bring things to life, manifest? You know, I I don't know. I feel cringy even talking about it, but it's stuff that I've like embraced, you know, and, and I know you've experienced that with me saying things out loud, speaking things into existence. Um, I know you, you, you've experienced it yourself, but there's so much to it. And I'm just, I've been exploring that deep. Mm -hmm. I've been exploring that deep and, uh, you know, there's a handful of books that I, I've, that camera's been out for like 20 minutes, but um, there's a handful <laughs> of books that I've read, but I would love, love, love for more recommendations. Like, please drop some books in the, in the, in the chat, comment, comments, whatever that looks like, wherever you're watching this, <laughs> like share, share some shit, you know? Um, 
I'll audio book it. Yeah, I I got I. Got, it's funny because I'll buy like the hard copy books, and I like want to read it, but then I'll just buy the audio book too. But you be crushing <laughs> books. I'll give you that. You're a big reader. You know, whether it's like listening or you know physically reading it. I think you can run circles around books sometimes. And these past six, these past this past year, I haven't done as many. But we're listening to, uh, and when I say we, me and Katie, um, it's called Burr, B R R R. It's buy, rehab, refinance, repeat. I think, um, but just because we've been thinking about real estate or being being renters. Uh, or not being renters, but renting out properties and and doing stuff like that. And I think Katie's, she's became really interested in that that realm of things. Um, but that's what we're reading right now. And then you know, then outside of that, I'm watching bookkeeping videos and a lot of stuff with Ryan Roy. I've been learning QuickBooks, um, which has been very time consuming. Because I started QuickBooks like six months ago, and I put a lot of shit in there wrong, mm. and then I deleted it, and then when I restarted it, all my shit's still there. So like I'm going back and like deleting rules and restarting rules, and so that's that's been pretty time consuming. But it's I feel like I'm accomplishing shit with that. I feel like when I get done with this course, like I'll actually have some financial literacy to take care of my money. You know, because, like, I'll make it, but then it's like, where does it go? Mm, what do I, what do, <laughs> like, I do with it? What? Uh, I, thought I, had, I thought I had more than that, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, let me go check and make sure, like, someone overseas ain't stealing all my shit, because right. I, don't, I don't know what's going on here. That's the classic. It makes me think, <laughs> makes me think about the Kevin Hart thing. Well, you see, the, with the way my bank account works, it's, <laughs> yeah. like, it's like... Well, with the way my bank account's set up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, uh oh man but that's good yeah that's good and um i think we're we're winding down here but you know we i i hope that i hope this brought something to you guys you know i think that we talked about some good stuff and then we talked about aliens and good ancient chunk. shit <laughs> <laughs> you know um but uh i could tell you a couple episodes moving forward they're going to be good we're going to dive into Kind of where we where I started, where we started, some of our journey, and take you down down some things there, and uh, you know if there was one thing I could leave you with today, um, would just be to take some action. Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, just just do something. You know, if you're feeling like you you burn out in a rut, do something, try something new. You know, um. You know, I think that's the only way is to just figure figure something out for yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but appreciate you guys checking in. I'm gonna hand the mic over to Tim. He's gonna tell you where to where to follow, where to all the social media shit. Um, all the uh, goods, all the good, all the goods, and um, you know, at this point, we just ask that uh, you know, help us, help you guys, you know. And yeah, uh, so like, you know, you always see this on social media, um, you know, it's, it's free to support your people, you know, by just like liking, um, you know, sharing this with someone that you think could hear it or share it because you just think it's good content. Let us know in the comments what you thought was good, 
let us know what you thought was bad, you know, all that stuff. All that is really helping us craft this into more of uh, what it's supposed to become and, you know, hopefully speak the right message to more people, right? So, um, you know, you can find the show at um, on every major platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and video format as well. Um, Instagram, it's at more than tats. I think, uh, I think it's similar on, it's more than tattoos on Facebook as well, but, uh, you can use that URL. Of course you can find the links if you're watching this on YouTube down below. And, um, Chris, you can find Chris here at Chris P tattoos, me, Saul good X on Instagram. That's usually our main platform, but, uh, that's not true. Chris Powell tattoos. Oh, it is Chris Powell tattoos. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Hey. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> but no, yeah, saying. without further ado, thank you guys all for tuning in to uh, this intro episode of More Than Tattoos, and we look forward to seeing you on the next one. Peace. Peace.